0: What up, what up, what up? You're now tuning into another episode of the Intellectual Property Podcast, broadcasting live from the planet of Brooklyn. I am your host, Dallas Alexis. We got my guy, D. Will, in the building. Yo, party people. What up, D? What's good? And today, we got a very, very, very special guest, my man, Rico Williams. Rico, what up? Should we clap? Do we need to clap clap, for him? Let's let's clap, right?
1: Hold hold on for a second. (laughs) You can't even make this up. This is the very first time I've ever had a situation where I wasn't the deepest voice in the building. <laughs> it's, not, it's great. It's like I sit back and I'm like, okay, we're now listening to the smooth sounds of Brooklyn hey. after dark. Hey, <laughs> Rico, ready Get us
0: some work. Give yeah. me a check.
1: <laughs> Y'all leaving a lot of money on the table.
0: We got a bunch of baritones in the building. Y'all board, leaving Rico. a lot of money on the table. Look, let's talk on, off the record. Hey, Rico, you the guy to talk to. You You got to plug us in.
1: Yeah, but just understand, you might need to find a different lane. <laughs> right now, I'm trying to get that urban, deep voice that, you know, got you. the commercials you would see yeah. when Soul Train was on, Yeah, like uh, the, from the hair products to everything else, like it's right in my wheelhouse. Gotcha. got you. I'm trying to lock that down. Well, how about this? <laughs> like, like Morgan Freeman eventually is going to go. <laughs> James Earl Jones. is going to be the girl. voice of God Sometimes. at that point.
0: So uh, Rico. Before we really get into it, let's uh, let the people know who you are, where you're originally from, and what is it that you do?
1: Okay, uh, Rico Williams, I'm currently the host of the Madden Ultimate League, Madden Classic, Madden Challenge, all the current Madden shows that come on TV right now, myself and Dave Grunfeld, uh, Adrian Lawrence, Scott Cole, Ryan Glick, the whole Madden team, uh, killing it lately, but the players that really make the show but we just happen to be there Uh from Brooklyn actually right up the street from, from Darryl, Uh 130 Vandalia Uh born and raised out here and then my grandmother lived down the hall from Darryl Broman fifth floor you, you mean, know that Broman fifth floor <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but I don't like cold. you know well Fred and Debbie made a better life for themselves, moved down to Jersey. Mm-hmm. Then I went to college at the University of Delaware. Please do not get it confused with Dell State. And I don't <laughs> want to make it seem like I'm just taking shots at Dell State out of nowhere. I just get mistaken for going to Dell State. And it just happened before we got on here. And it's something that every black person who went to the University of Delaware had to deal with.
0: Well, it's small. It's a small state, so. It, hold on.
1: Yeah, but we're a big school. There were 20 something thousand people who went to the University of Delaware. Do you know who? Joe University of Delaware, do, uh,
0: Joe Flacco, right? Okay,
1: wait. Okay, that's a, mm. <laughs> That's the clay to the school. Joe no, Flacco. no, no. Okay, stop. We're gonna we're gonna address something real quick. Yes, Joe Flacco. I ah, there's a story I want to tell. And there's a story I can't tell. So I'm just gonna say, good job, Joe Flacco. Way to represent UD. I'm proud of you, Rich Cannon. Another University of Delaware football program has two quarterbacks that have started a Super Bowl. USC doesn't have one. Oklahoma doesn't have one. Nebraska doesn't have one. That's the University of Delaware. Dell State, their mascot's named after a partial TV show from Fat Albert.
0: What's the, name?
1: the Brown hornet they're, they're, they're the Hornets, the <laughs> Dallas State Hornets. That's terrible. Partial. Yeah, it was a show. Too. If they, they got like a thirty-second, like it would be a big elaborate thing of how he would get into trouble. They'd be like, and eh, he got away. Quick question, uh,
0: Madden. Let's backtrack a little bit, Madden. How'd you get into to the whole Madden brand and like hosting the uh, the Madden events and eventually hosting? Madden the, the ultimately uh,
1: show truly blessed truly lucky uh, I feel like I'm contractually obligated to say that as a black man explaining where he's gotten where sometimes I want to be like I worked really hard <laughs> but you did though <laughs> there were a couple of breaks I could have went this way got lucky <laughs> a couple of <laughs> things happened <laughs> and then no but let me stop uh, really really early age playing Tony my cousin who we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, who also grew up in Starrett, Brooklyn. Shout out to Tony. He's doing great things now, too, as well. We used to play Madden all the time, from the time when the ambulance used to run over the players and stuff like that when it would come oh, on the field that. and never people that. would get hurt to, <laughs> to now, to, then to college. But it really, really started locking in when uh, one of my old teammates and friends, Damon Lumpkin, passed away. His younger brother was living up the street from me and he would come over and play Madden every night. And that was how, you know, how we got through it. And, you know, we just, you know, we'd talk and everything like that. And he was just wearing me out. Darius was killing me. I think it was like a week, maybe two without a win. And we were playing multiple games every day. You know, it starts to not get fun, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially when you're at your house. <laughs> That's tough. So uh, when I was getting my haircut, ran into this dude, Ron, and he was telling me about this Madden tournament. And so we went to this Madden tournament and uh, started learning a few things and picking a few things up and then coming back and wearing on D- Darius and getting them in and realizing that, hey, I'm not too bad at this. And then uh, there was a group called the Madden World Syndicate, <laughs> the MWS. Okay. And uh, you laugh. It's funny. It's very funny you laugh because my parents laughed, other friends and family laughed, and when I told them that, hey, there's a group of people that play Madden, and they love this game so much that they have these tournaments, they travel all around, they got TVs in their trunks and stuff like that. Like, they put together national tournaments, and it was so great. that You got to tip your hat to Swami, a uh, great visionary. He would have the Madden National Tournament in South Beach the same weekend as Alonzo Morning Summer Groove and having that same intercontinental hotel okay. where they had it so now it's like hey come on down you're in the middle of Zoe summer groove you get to play madden there's a nice cash prize and it's a bunch of good people <laughs> just all who had a common bond so we're playing and then one of my buddies d train actually started working with ea and uh they had the the madden bus now, this isn't Mad Nation yet. That's many, many years <laughs> later to come. This is a tour bus that would go around. The first year it was to eight cities, and then it grew to 32, and then it got bigger and bigger as it went on. But uh, he was working on the challenge. He even got it to the point where they had a thing called the D-Train Challenge in each city. He had a life-size cutout of himself <laughs> in every Foot Locker across America. And you would come to the Madden Challenge and play D-Train. And if you beat him, you got a brand new Xbox. Wow. Like, that was crazy. And uh, like, still one of the greatest. Like, you know, you look back at things you've done. And I was like, yo, my dude had a life-size cutout of himself in every Foot Locker. Like, there are basketball players that were very good no, no, that have never to... had a life-size <laughs> cutout of themselves in every foot locker. And my dude did it. and uh, he was like, "Hey, they're looking for a, a blogger and a, a backup MC for the Madden Tour." He's like, "I think you'd be good at it." I was working for Southwest Airlines at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Southwest, you know. I still deal with all them. Mainly, that's only when I fly. There, are the people. Uh, and he said, I really think you'd be cool. You should come on and uh, you know get on a tour with us. So I'm like, nah, I don't know. You know, I'm really happy with this thing. He was like, nah, nah, it'll be fun. Dah, 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 just try it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give it a try. So it was interesting because this wasn't a TV show. This wasn't anything. This was literally just a mobile marketing tour. Where we did video game tournaments in each city, uh-huh. there was a main host, Curly Top. Shout out to him; he's the one who actually taught me how to MC and taught me every, mostly everything I know. Uh, he was the host, and we you know comp- would commentate the games. And when he would go to lunch or whatever, I was supposed to get on the mic, and then I would also blog and write the recaps of the events, like basically like a reporter. The next day to have an article for ESPN.com and for the EA website. Mm-hmm. So we're doing that. And while that's going on, they decided to then make that a TV show. Wow. So it was like, what? You went from just being a part of something mm-hmm. to now saying, okay, instead of me hosting this event, I host this TV show. Mm-hmm. And so they had. The first year, Top was the actual on-stage host, and then he had myself and Ari Wolf in the booth calling the games. Got it. So my first one was a color commentator, you know, going back or whatever. And that was that was great. We had seven episodes on Gameplay HD. We're doing it. I get to, Mama, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was it was a great feeling. And then from there, it got bigger and bigger. Uh, went on. The next year we filmed at uh, the Fear Factor studio the same in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh that was a phenomenal great time. Then we had another one where we went to Turks and Caicos. Wow. And that's when it was really like, okay. I'm getting sent to Turks and Caicos to host a TV show alongside Todd Harris. I know you guys watched the World's Strongest Man Contest. Yeah, okay. yeah. Magnus Veer, Magnuson from the back in the day. Okay, okay, yeah. He's the one who's done that from all on. And then he does a lot of football, the sports, Olympic. Like Todd's amazing. Uh, with him out in Turks and Caicos. And it was just like, wow. And then once you have that, it now opens other doors for you to get into NASCAR, baseball, yeah. corporate events, uh, you name it because I've now developed that skill set and I had ESPN TV show, I had 26 domestic cities, five international countries, and was associated with some of these brands like EA, Bank of America. Let's (laughs)
0: talk about that a little bit. Uh, Your experience with uh, ESPN. Let's talk about that.
1: Great. Uh, To be able to tell people, hey, I'm hosting a TV show (laughs) on ESPN, it's like that's every kid's dream. (laughs) Like, I... Wound up hosting the fan experience at the Super Bowl, and the Madden TV show aired on the jumbotron at that Super Bowl. I spent half the time hosting the event, half the time watching the show, <laughs> half the time talking to people like, "Hey, that's you." Like, hey, that's me. It's it's still a surreal feeling, and just to know that we got an upcoming the NFL draft, we'll be there, uh, filming the finale. Oh, the Ultimate League, and it'll be Aaron. Like that's that's incredible to know that that's coming up, and you're associated with some of these huge events. And uh, let me ask you a question,
0: Rigo. Do do you do you (laughs) being from Brooklyn, right? And um, do you feel like what you do right now is it a hustle, or is it work? Is it a job, or is it more like a career for you right now?
1: That's a great question (laughs) it's definitely my career but it's definitely a hustle because if i'm not working i'm not eating the only time i make money is when i'm on the road when i'm working Mm -hmm. so now i need to decide the balance between okay i'm on the road forty some weeks a year am i chasing a dollar am i chasing the lifestyle what is the life balance and then it's okay I'm having so much fun while I'm out here doing these events. It doesn't seem like work. So it allows me to do more of them and want to do more. Like, I've been able to travel to some places and be part of events that you would have normally paid to attend. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting paid to be there. Mm -hmm. Like, I've gotten, and and I'm not even saying this in a bragging way. Please make sure that I'm telling you it's not in a bragging way at all. It's like I've been fortunate enough Super Bowls, NBA championships, uh, Pro Bowl in Hawaii. One of the greatest weekends of my life, that Pro Bowl in Honolulu. We were out there filming that show. What year was that? Oh, six. That was the very first year after we did the bad. That weekend, the NFL had a party. And my buddy was like, do you think we can go? I was like, I have no idea. Like, we are the two least known people. (laughs) <laughs> on this island right now. We're not invited to anything. We don't have anything. We don't know anybody. I was like, look, let's just go over there and look and just leave, you know, you're out here on the island. Let's just see. Well, when we were in Toronto, Ochosenko, Chad Johnson had came out and uh, been part of our event. So we had chopped it up and we have, it's a really good interview. Remind me to show y'all <laughs> in a little bit. We, we had a good time. And so, he's a real big gamer, like a real big gamer. He Plays FIFA, right? He's a FIFA yeah, guy. Yeah, he's a FIFA guy. But he he could go in Madden too. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, he was always wanting to play and get looks at the best players and all that other stuff. So fast forward, where we pull up to the club where the where the party is, mm-hmm. and you know he looks at me, I look at him. My boy, like, all right, let's go. Let's see what we can do. We get out of the cab. And we go to walk in. None other. Ocho Cinco's walking out. He turns over. He's like, yo, Rico, where we playing the game at tonight? <laughs> I look at him like, <laughs> yes. yo, just give me a second. I'm going to go ahead. We're going to run in here real quick. Check out what it's like. I'll call you when you get back to the hotel. I don't have his number.
0: He <laughs> <He's laughs> starting
1: me. Yeah. Next thing you know, while I'm over there yelling, the ladies putting the band on my hand. We we're in the VIP. It's the greatest I'm hey, sunrise. <laughs> Great time. Can't stop. Won't wow. stop. <laughs> Great story.
0: I wanna go into a. I uh, I wanna segue into something else, but before we go, I wanna uh talk about the Vince Young story. Oh. Let's talk about that. Yeah, NFL Vince quarterback Young. Vince Young uh, Tennessee Titans. on
1: Mad Nation. That was a show a lot of people were familiar with. The bus. Yeah, uh, I was representing Vince Young, so in the beginning they always have you go and play the NFL player. Well, we went over there and uh, he had jumped out of me fourteen nothing, and uh, was talking all kind of trash, and so uh, I started coming back and then him sixty something to fourteen or six. I don't remember a lot, and I told him I was like, hey. If you read defenses in the NFL like you do a Madden, you're not going to be in the league this <laughs> long. He asked me to leave.
0: <laughs> Yo, that's funny. That's, yeah, the that's NFL calm. did the same to him. And if I asked him to leave.
1: It's still all right.
0: Let's uh, switch gears a little bit. I want to backtrack a little bit. Um, So you're hosting the, uh, the Madden show. Um, on ASPN. um, It's currently on Disney now, right?
1: Yes. Tune in every Thursday night on Disney XD for the Madden Ultimate League Game of the Week. (laughs) Nice plug.
0: Nice plug. Thank you very much. I want to talk about East New York and like, like now, like if you're a kid coming out of East New York, like you're not, did you foresee you hosting a TV show, you hosting these big events for these big networks, you being a staple and part of I mean, like, you right now are part of Madden history. Like, you're part of that brand's history moving forward.
1: Yeah. I mean. Um, what I'll tell you honestly, and you're going to laugh, from the time I was a kid, I always wanted to be a comedian. I always wanted to go on the Apollo, literally go on the Apollo mm-hmm. and be a comedian. And my father, and you know what, I guess you look, at, look back at it, and if you were dead, you probably wouldn't want that where your son to be aiming for. like You know what I'm saying? Nobody <laughs> wants the smart-ass, sarcastic kid under the guise of I want to be a comedian. But uh, he crushed my dreams every chance he got. <laughs> just absolutely crushed. <laughs> just debacle him. Just,
0: but, how do he do that? how do he do that? Like, just
1: just consistently telling me, no, it'll never happen. You yeah. know, like, just everything, everything you would want. Crush. But my aunt Joanne. From the top, like, I still remember it as I would be sitting there and she'd be sneaking me food because she was the cook. She always said, baby, you're going to be on TV. You make me laugh so much. And she said, oh, just don't worry about it. One of these days you're always going to be on TV. And it's so funny the way it worked out. But I, I still remember, like, I'll tell you this. I'm just happy that I love what I do. Okay. And that makes it fun of course, and that makes it easy. And it's not like work. Cause if I had to really go to work, I'd starve.
0: In a million years, would you ever think a kid out of East New York would be on ESPN? But but, no, no, but wait. Like,
1: it's not that that gets me. Cause Madden to me was when I started it. It was almost like an urban thing, mm-hmm. but not that Madden is urban. But that's how I would play it. Yeah. NASCAR. Me doing NASCAR is when I would always say, and I would always tell the people, I would never think a black kid from Brooklyn would be out here on a NASCAR stage.
0: You never think in a million years a kid from Brooklyn would be on the NASCAR. Talk, I was fans. teaching
1: the NASCAR fans how to dougie.
0: I remember that you told like, me that I story. Have, uh, you told me that I
1: have I have footage. Hold oh, on, sorry.
0: We got a, we, we got a, uh, ladies and gentlemen, start your engine voice.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we have a we have footage of actually teaching them how to dougie at different places. But I'll tell you, I've kind of I've. If you ask me what sports fans have treated me the best, I've had my best and worst times at NASCAR events.
0: Let's talk about your uh, best.
1: Oh, man. Pick one. I'm just there hosting events. on the mic, you know, going back and forth. People will show up from their camper like, hey, we didn't know if you had a chance to have lunch. We brought you a couple steaks and cheese, <laughs> whatever, whatever. He's had a
0: couple steaks. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah these people – huh? I don't understand where these NASCAR fans get this disposable income from. I, I, I don't know. Like, maybe I, I don't want to guess. I don't want to hypothesize. But they are eating well. <laughs> they are drinking well. But they'll all share. Here's what I'll tell you. And I'm curious. I, I, I may start a race riot here. But here's what I'll tell you. There are 250,000 people in any given NASCAR thing out there. They are able to eat and drink as much as they want and bring their own liquor into the venue. If that was us, people would be dead every week.
0: We think so. Would it depend on the event, the venue, or just... just
1: 250,000 of... The NASCAR equivalent. So you have some corporate people in boxes. You'll have, like, so the, the break the demographic down the same. The rednecks. Just split by race. Yeah. So the, if the red, what you're calling a redneck,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what would be the black equivalent? The niggas. They would be there <laughs> in those exact same numbers and they were able to drink all they want. And they, birthed, they bring their dogs and their animals. And so you can bring your animals and your dogs. Niggas have, like, wild pit bulls. Mm-hmm. We couldn't do it. Well,
0: what's, our, what's our current equivalent? Is it like Essence Festival or something like that? No, or no, no no. That no, no, no. But no. here's
1: what I will tell you. No. Okay. I've had two experiences at Essence Festival. One was working with the T.D. Jake show, which you would never probably guess that I was hey, it's a check, <laughs> working it's with. A check. And the other was, uh... this is a B.T. program. I don't know if it was. Lord, I forget what it was. But here's what I will tell you. At, forget girls trip. If you are a black single man, get down to essence. Not now, but right now. I've been.
0: I've been. A few times.
1: Dr. <laughs> lawyer, Indian Chief, fat, skinny, light, dark, pretty, rough, classy, ratchet. Whatever you are looking for in a black woman (laughs) is at Essence Festival. Mm -hmm.
0: I've had some great times in Essence. (laughs) 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 To leave it at that, right? Enrico, you're a point with that, man. Rico, let me ask you a question. You ever think about transitioning out of, like, we spoke about doing comedy before. I mean, you ever think about transitioning into acting or maybe doing some real comedy and, 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 and maybe doing some stuff outside of the gaming world?
1: Random Rico fact. And <laughs> when I travel for work, hmm. if I go to a city where I don't know anybody, I go to the amateur comedy nights and I'll perform. Really?
0: Did you open my No, it's what
1: I do. I, I do. I, 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 I didn't know do. that. Exactly. Because I don't tell any of my friends. Because if, I, if y'all came out, y'all might just laugh because you know me. Because you don't want me to stand up there and be up there with no laughs, just feeling like yeah. a dummy. Yeah, yeah. I need to know, I need people who don't care about me. I need people who actually might find more fun in booing me to laugh, to know that, okay, you know what? I'm good. And I feel comfortable with this.
0: Rigo, quick question. The, um, the first time you stepped onto a professional TV set, how was that how was that for you what was that experience like and tell me what time that was
1: It's no different than today it's intimidating It's really intimidating just because I am just being me mm-hmm. You might say hey you're good at what you do hey you're great at what you do all I'm doing is being me I looked around at these other people and I saw a talent a dedication like they were able to just multitask and handle these intros, outros, knew exactly what to do. They're speaking about levels and editing and knowing the backroom stuff and Mm -hmm. all. just with a knowledge level that was so much deeper than mine. Because all I was was a guy with a great voice, personality, who could put it together. Mm -hmm. And that's what's really carried. It's like the guy that was really athletic and that's how he became the All-American just because right, he was right, jump right. higher than everybody and do whatever but when you put him on the floor with people that can jump and have a game it's like whoa, whoa, whoa you know and so it's intimidating but I just try to get better and better each time so it's not but I gotcha. just work with such great talent around me that it's still like whoa
0: yeah mm-hmm. what was the first uh, what was that first TV set that you stepped on?
1: uh it would be in Miami. Not sorry, Miami. Hawaii. Hawaii, okay. When we filmed for the first time, and it wasn't so much a TV set. It was the setup where we were filming at the Pro Bowl on the beach and the intros and having one take and stuff. See, these live events. Yeah. And we're filming these shows live. <laughs> so that's a lot of pressure. They're coming up with these scenics, these drops, and there was no redo.
0: It was Madden? Was, mad was it Madden? Yeah,
1: it was Madden. Gotcha. There are no redos. There were no retakes. You got to always be on point. It was just, it was just a lot. Okay, but we got it done.
0: Okay, I mean, so it's safe to say, like, who you are now was pretty much done through trial and error.
1: Yes, big time, big time. Learning what works, learning what doesn't. Like, I'm like I'm constantly trying to get better. Like, my problem right now is absolutely. I say absolutely. <laughs> absolutely too many times. <laughs> yeah. So I absolutely need to change that. I think that is and called like so a bridge
0: tough. word, right? Like that that that, yeah. that takes you to the next thought or to the next. And that's phrase. where I yeah.
1: need to be able to just Okay. speak. Okay. And not have that but set still that pregnant pause that yeah. hey, I want to make sure I nail this one right, you mm-hmm. know. Okay. I got it's got to get better. How
0: do you prep for um for an event? How do you prep to host an event or a show like how do you prep?
1: Oh, well, it depends uh, on the event, but I'll, I'll talk to the bad for a second. They are amazing about getting us production packets, runs of show, stats, data, everything you might need and then some. And it's just about, you know, reading and committing to memory and trying to figure out what things you want to talk about, what stories you want to delve into and mm-hmm. the different angles you want to take.
0: How much research? Um, do you do before uh, before a job or before an event, or like do you just kind of freestyle it?
1: No, uh, there's a little bit of freestyling, but one of the things that's become a, a part of these events is so each time before the tournament, before the event, mm-hmm. we t- the players and the talent go out to dinner, and you get to sit down and with each player and talk to them, get to know them, take notes, and put together your cheat sheet. Mm-hmm. And in that way, you'll be able to have that for when you're talking and dealing with them.
0: Rico, so um, let's talk about let's talk about some of the things you have going on right now. Let's talk about, I mean, you're in New York for a little while. Let's talk about what's going on in New York. And let's talk about what you got going on in your life and your career right now.
1: Okay. Uh, the very first year I did Madden, I was lucky enough that the producer and the guy that worked with us, Chris Smith, who's still mentor to this day. And Chris, if you're hearing this, I know I owe you a check, and you're tired of getting paid and popping those dinners. (laughs) But I'm still waiting for that big break. (laughs) Um, He said, don't let one client be more than 30% of your income. And so it's basically was always saying diversify your portfolio. And so that's what I've really tried to work on, just because at the end of the day, you know you're always aligned in somebody's budget. And one of the things that I wrestle with is, right now we're talking about a video game i'm 41 years old while i keep my hair to the streets you know you stay young you try to do the whatever at some point i do believe you age yourself out of the process so it's about right now i'm doing voiceover work as well and i have other more i have other live revenue streams of event hosting and things of that nature where i'm trying to make sure that Okay, if I decide to, if at any point anything changes in my current client roster, I'd still be able to stay afloat. I'd still be able to be productive just because, remember, this isn't one of those things where I get paid over a year, the 1st and the 15th, da, 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 everything is contract-based. So when you're not working, you're not eating. You're not eating, yeah. You're so you got to make sure you have multiple people willing to give yeah. you a meal, because you never know. Events get canceled, budgets get pulled, shows mm-hmm. get canceled, yeah. Yeah. and you never new personalities
0: never know. come up as well. Yep, new personalities come and up as you well. You got to think
1: there are a lot of great Madden players that are not going to be great in, in a couple of years, and those guys are turning to and those guys will be us, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so and it's and it's a natural progression. It's not something I'm angry about. It's mm-hmm. not something you're like, uh oh. yeah. it's like something you appreciate the run you had mm-hmm. and you try to go as long as you can yeah.
0: go. Good perspective. And then, yeah. I mean so Rico, so it's safe to say like right now you're at the point where like you're trying to create new content or kinda trying to rebrand or trying to reinvent some more independent type of work that you could kind of control and have as your your own intellectual property, you would say.
1: Yeah, uh, and that's one of the things I've been doing with the comedy. Uh, I want to get into writing. And I want to be able to communicate my thoughts, both on paper and through projection and, you know, talking and things like that. So I've really been just trying to tell stories. But I, and I know you you guys probably get tired of hearing some of those stories. Not I'm good. Or anything like that Amazing but stories. I find, like, Those are the things that get me when I'm on the other side of it. You know, stories I can understand, stories I can follow, things where I can be like, you know what, I can see how they got there, but oh my God, that's crazy. How can that happen? And that's where I want to get it all together.
0: And the evolution process, so creating creating more independent personal content for yourself.
1: I got to figure out how to do it, and that's really the point I'm at right now. Just because right now I've just been so busy working, Mm -hmm. I've really gotten away from planning. Got and you. trying to figure out how I'm going to do this and things of that nature, so I have a little bit of time after we finish this finale. I'm going to really sit back. I'm taking a vacation for a little bit. Go to Cabo, just relax, gotcha, and unwind. And when I huh, no, 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 not at all. But it is kind of tough.
0: Let's talk about the landscape of of the gaming gaming community and the gaming world because before we spoke about how like Madden was more like. Like black dudes, like that kind of, kind of, kind of held the whole uh, competitive gaming part of it down first, and like now we are where we are now with it. Like you know, so about the overall. You can play from
1: the comfort of your own home. Everybody can play. Fourteen-year-olds, fifteen-year-olds, sixteen-year-olds. So with the online component, that has opened it up to everybody. Mm. Gaming has taken off to levels you can only imagine. Think about it like this. The different revenue streams that have been created, and career pathing and job opportunities. You can get a scholarship now to college to play video games. Your parents used to yell at you, "Hey, turn the video games off!" Because now it's, "Hey, did you get enough of your League of Legends or Overwatch? Are you playing Call of Duty?" Enough? That's what, and that's what it is. These uh, Mike Skimbo, the best player in Madden, made over two hundred thousand dollars last year. How much? Over two hundred k. White like Kid? Yeah. From Claremore, Oklahoma. Wow. Tough. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I guess, like, I think like three or four of them made over six figures. Playing Madden. Getting to go to some of the coolest events there is. Playing Madden. And then they have alternate streams of income. They have their YouTube channels. They sell their ebooks. They give tutorials. They have their Twitch followers. Mm-hmm. They stream. And then it's just like there's so many different opportunities and stuff out there so of all these events you have the camera crews, the makeup artists, the set designers, the project managers, the runners, the PAs the cameramen crafty the (laughs) craft services Yeah, they have the director, the producer the game monitors the IT people like think about how many people just all made money just because of video games now being televised Mm
0: -hmm, yeah yeah it's crazy that in 2018, I mean, it's, it's been going on for a while, but, like, we can now monetize playing video games. Yeah,
1: who would have thought that, right? It's, it's truly baffling. And you wonder, where is it going to go? Where could it go from here?
0: I think it's going to get bigger.
1: It, it, it is. They are packing stadiums. They got people, hundreds of thousands of people, tune in to watch other people play video games.
0: And this is global.
1: Yes, mm. that's the beauty of this. You can play it all over. Everybody understands it. Like the FIFA. Oh my God, the FIFA community is huge.
0: Is FIFA larger than
1: Madden? Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Before we wrap up, uh, Rico, you, um, have you experienced or do you experience any kind of any kind of funny funny styleness, any kind of racism, or any kind of like? Uh, angst towards you probably being one of the only black guys in the room a lot doing what you do or like moving around in the gaming gaming circles I mean like do you ever experience any kind of like racism or any kind of like uh, tough situations Uh,
1: see I think it's inherent in our society (laughs) so I have to say yes but I have been truly lucky to be really surrounded by a team that all has a common goal. And because they, we all care and love Madden, it's like you don't get the worst of anybody. You get the best of everybody. God. It's like, think about, you're incentivized to clean your room when your cousins are coming over. You're like, no problem. I'm excited because I get to play with everybody. Like, we're all bringing the best of ourselves to the table because of the project. It's like everybody's passion project. I think you'll go hard on this podcast as opposed to a nine to five somewhere else for another person because this is yours. Yeah. This is something you put into it. You see the next steps. right? Same.
0: Gotcha. Rico.
1: Yes. Don't call it a comeback. Let the... I've been awake for minutes.
0: (laughs) Rico, so let the audience know... Let the audience know where they can um, find you at. Uh, tell us your social media handles and tell us what you got coming up for you.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you tune in to Disney XD every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Madden Ultimate League game of the week. In addition, Rico is hilarious on Twitter. Rico's Instagram. How great is that Instagram name? What's your name? Rico's Instagram. Which Rico's Instagram? Rico's (laughs) Instagram.
0: Clever. Genius.
1: And Rico Williams on Facebook. Obviously, I'm friends with these guys, so you should have a mutual friend. If not, just follow, send me a message, and I'll delete somebody to add you. (laughs) It's Hunger Games. May the odds forever be in your favor.
0: And there you have it. Envision it, create it, share it, and most of all, make sure you're getting paid for it.
1: Ooh, I like that.